Hey guys, why are zombies always taking so long to get ready in the morning? I don't know. Why, Tanner? Because they have to put their face on every morning. And listen to the Bomb Squad podcast. Hi, I'm Tanner Richard Kraft. I'm Austin Sweebelman. I'm Tim Sullivan. And I'm Joseph Rennick and Tanner, that that was terrible. Uh, was it even worse than the first one? <laughs> Time will tell. You'll never know, audience. And today, we are talking about Zack Snyder's new movie, Army of the Dead. Because he's released two movies within like a month of each other, I guess. Because uh, Zack, he's the king, baby. He's the fucking king. Big dick swinging Snyder, man from Boston. <laughs> Fuck you, Ben Affleck. Fuck you, Matt Damon. It's all about Snyder, baby. But yeah, we're talking about Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, a return to filmmaking for Zack Snyder, which is quite exciting after the tragic passing of his daughter. This was supposed to be his return to the film world. Now, we've already seen a little bit of preview of his return from Zack Snyder's Schneider cut of Justice League, but now today we're talking about, my glasses are broken, we're talking about Army of the Dead. Very excited, but this is not Zack Snyder's first zombie movie. Ooh. Matter of fact, he made his directorial debut in 2004 with Dawn of the Dead, a remake of George Romero's movie. And uh, I just want to briefly touch upon our thoughts because that was his first movie and now we're talking about his most recent movie. So it's interesting to just briefly look back. So, Joe, tell me, what are your thoughts of Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead? Okay, um, I'll I'll try to be quick about this. So I think Dawn of the Dead, the Zack Snyder 2004 film is fine. Compared to the original, they're, they're kind of like two different beasts. It's a fine, fun little zombie action movie. And you can kind of start to see some of the uh, beginnings of what Zack Snyder would be known for. Tons of slow motion, tons of shot that shots that just like look cool for the sake of being cool. It's also just one of those movies that I kind of have a hard time like classifying within his filmography. It's very weird considering this is a James Gunn script and his style also like really bleeds into the movie through the script to where at points it feels more like a gun movie than a Snyder movie. It's weird calling it a Snyder movie, but it's still pretty good regardless. I'm sorry, brother. I I, I think he found his stride much later on. But yeah, overall, Dawn of the Dead's just a fine film. All right, Austin, your thoughts on the 2004 Dawn of the Dead remake? I I think that what I remember of Dawn of the Dead, I didn't have time to rewatch it any time recently, but I remember, I thought the opening sequence was just fantastic when I was younger and I would watch that movie. That really stood out to me. It's a lot more fun, uh, Dawn of the Dead, compared to this one, because they're on the defensive instead of the offensive. Dawn of the Dead particularly plays into the zombie apocalypse as a fantasy instead of as a nightmare scenario, which is very much like more of that era in time, the 2000 odds. There was a lot of like zombie survival guide bullshit and people were getting really hyped thinking about how they'd survive in a zombie apocalypse. As far as like uh, cultural impact, it was interesting because it has less to do with Snyder and more to do with video games, which kind of does come full circle. Because I think that the Dawn of the Dead remake inspired games like, you know, our Left 4 Dead and more directly Dead Rising because it treated zombies less like, you know, 26 year, years before that in the original film, less as a metaphor for consumerism and more as like a game with secret rules. That was what the 2004 film did. It, it like took zombies at a more cr- a creative angle. It's cool because it, it inspired a whole wave of sort of video games based on that movie. And now I think we've come back to a movie that's more like a video game. Uh, I actually really like what you're saying there about the video game inspiration thing. I really do think Dawn of the Dead, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead represents a turn in the way of zombie filmmaking and zombies and culture in general. But Tim, first, have you seen it? What do you think of it? It's cool. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Like, it was a fun movie. It had the hilarious Richard Cheese cover of Down with the Sickness. So that's fun. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dick Cheese is just so great. I love that he's in the Lego Batman movie. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. My thoughts on Dawn of the Dead are it is okay. First off, I want to say Romero. The guy that made the original is probably one of my favorite directors ever. I think he's just a brilliant artistic mind. I, 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 it's such a fantastic director. And that original Dawn of the Dead movie is incredible. The remake, it's not bad. 
but I, I, I do think it's lacking in a lot of areas. It does have our boy Ving Rhames, who will forever be one of the coolest people to ever live. So I am willing to love it for that. It's a lot like a lot of other Snyder movies for me. It's a bit of a mixed bag, that original Dawn of the Dead. There are some things I like. There are some things I really don't like. But I will say this about Dawn of the Dead. Relative to a lot of other works in Snyder's filmography, it's simple. Unlike the movie we're talking about today, <laughs> Army of the Dead, which is a lot. It's here. It's, it's there. It's everywhere. It's I'm coming out of my ears. It's a lot. I watched this a couple weeks ago with my father the night it came out on Netflix. And him and I, wow. I mean, we had a lot of fun watching it, but we were also just kind of roasting it the entire time. Like being like, that's dumb. But we were mostly more or less having a great time with it. And I would say I do like Army of the Dead. Like it. There are a lot of problems with it, I think. It's not as good as it could be. When I look at Army of the Dead, what I see is a lot of wasted potential. I see this big cast. I see Snyder being kind of amped up to return to film. I see an interesting premise, and I think the movie, unfortunately, wastes a lot of it. I wanted more from Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead than I got. I think the performances were mostly great, and we'll tap on that later when we get into our favorite characters of the movie. It's hard to describe exactly what went wrong because there's a specific thing I want to point to and we'll actually tap upon it later that I think made the movie sort of fall apart for me. But I'll probably have more to say when I hear your guys' thoughts on it. But I do want to return to the person who I do feel like liked it the most out of all of us, Mr. Joe Vrenick, big Army of the Dead supporter. He, he, uh, uh, he, you know... He uh, starred in it. He's actually Dave Bautista. <laughs> uh, yeah, you love Army of the Dead. Why? Uh, okay, well, for starters, I would not say that I loved it. I'll say I really liked it. Um, Could have fooled me. <laughs> I have been hardcore defending it in the in our ch- uh, private chats, but uh, that's besides the point. Um, so here's the thing. This, for me, I, I, I went in with very mild expectations all I expected out of this movie was dumb zombie action and for Snyder to go balls to the wall over the top and just make a zombie movie in his style, like proper this time. Because there's no James Gunn involved anymore, so his uh, the way that he writes his scripts can't bleed into uh, Snyder's like visual style. Like, this is a full-on Zack Snyder movie. He wrote the script, he directed it, he shot it even. Like, he is the credited cinematographer, and we'll kind of get into that a little bit. Going in expecting just a balls-to-the-wall, fun, zombie action movie, I walked out of it pleasantly surprised, because I got exactly what I wanted. I I also did not expect this movie to be smart in any way, shape, or form. Like, I did not expect this movie to say anything meaningful, and that is what I got. I got a dumb zombie action movie, and I had the time of my life watching this. I'm also just a sucker for zombies, so take that for what you will. Fair. Uh, I think it's interesting that you say it taps into, it doesn't say anything at all, because when I was watching it, for a long time, I thought it was trying to say something. The quarantine camps outside of the city, I think, are a not at all so subtle parallel to the uh, kids in cages things under the Trump administration and also the Biden administration. Here, I'll say this real quick. I can agree to that, but that like plays such like a little part in the story that I'm just like, that this is a throwaway thing. I, I, I think it's interesting you say that throwaway because, again, that taps into my thing. There are so many things in this movie that are brought up and thrown away. Like the fact that one of the opening shots of the movie has a, two UFOs in it. Like, Wait. What, what the hell? I don't remember the UFOs. Oh, there were, there were these two very bright dots in the background, and I believe Snyder confirmed in an interview those were UFOs. Or how about the fact that, again, Snyder confirmed this in an interview, some of the zombies were robots. 
what? What? Snyder confirmed this in an interview. He's like, some of the zombies were robots. Yeah. And he did that like kind of weird giggle thing he does. I, I wonder they, if that's him just fucking with an interviewer just to build hype for the movie. No, I, I watched the interview that it was in. He brought it up apropos of nothing. There's a lot of really goofy shit in the text here. Like, um, not not even like, oh, let's speculate because he'll confirm it in interviews or it'll just be super obvious. Like, for example, like he says in one of the like million featurettes Netflix released about this, that it was like a postmodern zombie movie, right? For me, this is my postmodern take on zombie action heist movie. And I guess that applies to like, the political commentary, the weird, like, throwaway alternate timeline thing, the very light subversion of victim trope stuff. I, I feel like he's doing, like, some weird Boston interpretation of what Tarantino and Wes Anderson do, where he took a bunch of shit he liked from other films and was like, fuck it, I got $70 million. Here you go. This is in here now. Fuck you. Like, you look at the corpses in that, that breaking into the bank thing scene. They have the exact little trinkets that the other characters do. That is them from alternate timelines. He didn't give a fuck. And that's one of the few things where, again, it that paid off a little bit because it, it's almost like the setup and the payoff is the same thing. What about the fact when they first walk into the city, they're like, oh, look at those shamblers dried out. Oh, you better not. You won't like it when it rains. And I'm like, ah, so there's going to be a scene in the rain later. Oh. And then there wasn't. Mm. Mm. A lot of setup and no payoff was really what it boils down to. But Austin, I, I feel like I interrupted you. Overall, what did you think of Army of the Dead? As a visual piece, I because I, I think I noticed from watching Snyder in interviews was that he was talking about how, how sexy the bokeh was, how creamy it looked, how like visually mm. he did a bunch of things just for the fuck of it. Like, you notice the bank vault is all lit up. He didn't think that's what a bank vault looked like. He did it for the fuck of it. He kind of did this embellishment of lighting the inside of the safe because it's just sexy. And, like, as a visual piece, there were a few things that distinctively worked about this as a zombie movie because it wasn't like Jim Jaramusch's The Dead Don't Die where it tried to do something esoteric and fucking stupid that I don't think worked for very many people. Hey, hey, fuck you, that movie rules. I, I liked that movie in the theater, but I think other people don't like that movie very much. It was like trying to do something bigger with zombies in, like, an artistic sense. This movie was not. Look at it, like, the gore shots. You know that heavy machine gun in the beginning? Like, the end of Rambo 4? That was so fucking cool! Hell yeah. What about when the zombie gets smushed? And then there's just all this cheese. <laughs> that shit was so bomb. The image of the king in that zombie lair, in that hotel, surrounded by his fucking people. All those people that the makeup department had to put the zombie makeup on in that painterly image. Oh my fucking God. This guy does visuals, my dudes. Yeah, it's, it's also very curious some of the similarities this had to Dawn of the Dead because I found at the end of the movie it was doing the exact same thing that Dawn of the Dead did where um, it was like, well, okay, well, what? What's he doing now? And uh, the same exact thing happened. And it left me uh, personally in kind of a funny spot because I didn't want to watch that happen to every single fucking character except for one. I don't know why he does that. I'm still working on like what I'm supposed to learn from that. I see. I see what kind of movie I'm in now. I guess it's just like a zombie. Don't worry. It was except for two. <laughs> it it kind of. It, it's like a zombie oh, movie, right. like paying the toll. You know, you have to have like that super bleak ending where... All of the buildup, all of, like, how much we like the characters doesn't fucking matter. They get fucking destroyed. Because this movie actually is just secretly a string of dramatic death scenes put together with Lego bricks. <laughs> I'm dead. Tim, you, uh, sorry we haven't taken this long to get to you, but what did you think about Army of the Dead? Because uh, you're the only one I have not gotten a read of your opinion on so far. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I liked Army of the Dead. I thought it was a pretty fun movie. Uh, I would say it's probably the weakest of the trilogy, but I do think it was a good movie with a lot going for it. I had a lot of fun watching the Deadites in the medieval <laughs> setting, and I, I thought that Bruce Campbell had some really good hey, zingers in there. <laughs> He's talking about Army of Darkness! <laughs> when you said trilogy and I was like wait what I was waiting to do that bit thoughts on this movie Army of the Dead um, I mean it was it was fine it uh, like they've been kind of saying like it I I I liked parts of it I do think there was some interesting stuff in there it's overall just kind of not 
my bag, I guess. I'm not oh. super huge on zombie stuff, I guess. I think The Walking Dead really soured a lot of zombie stuff for me. But, I mean, this had some cool stuff to offer. It had some cool visuals. I really liked the zombie tiger. That that was the coolest part of the movie for me. Zombie tiger does rule. I agree. Yeah, I mean, like Austin was saying, there's some really cool visual stuff. Some really cool gore. Yeah, overall, the story is kind of, you know, whatever. It was fine. It was, it was neat. <laughs> That's fair. I think it's interesting. I think all three of you bring up the visuals of this movie, which transitions perfectly to our next packing point. Snyder did shoot this movie himself, like Joe Vrenick mentioned, and he made an interesting decision. He thought, what if I made a major blockbuster where 90% of the fucking movie's out of focus? What if we did that? What if we made it so it looks bad and horrible to look at because you can't fucking see what's going on and you start feeling like you're going crazy because you wonder, wait, I thought my prescription of my glasses were up to date. I thought my vision was fine. Why can't I see anything? Why is only the tip of the zombie queen's nose in focus? He apparently was going for a dreamlike aesthetic with it. Fails. It failed hard for me. This is easily the worst looking Zack Snyder movie. Every Zack Snyder movie, I can usually at least look forward to it being a visual treat for my eyes. This one made my eyes hurt. It made my eyes, like, this is not a bit. It made them actively sore to look at. Austin rolls his eyes at me. This motherfucker with his weak-ass pussy eyes. Fucking, I'll have you know I saw this weird, I saw this weird obscure indie movie that was nine hours long back in 1972. Let me tell you, the whole fucking movie was out of focus, kid. Kid, I couldn't see shit. How fuck, I was fucking blessed. Fucking blessed to see this fucking army of the dead shit. At least some of it was in focus. In that movie, they fucking left the lens cap on. It was fucking insane. That's what this Sorry, I don't know why he gave me that weird accent. <laughs> that was incredible. You look so attacked. <laughs> I mean, obviously you guys disagree with me. So, <laughs> Austin, what do you do you think the weird cinematography style worked? Oh, it, it's just interesting because this is a lot like the um, the Zeiss Planar 50 millimeter uh, 0.7, the Barry Lyndon lens. It, it's similar, like the Canon Dream lenses were created as technical showpieces and like like a marketing stunt in the 60s by Canon. It, it was really just like to flex nuts. And uh, it kind of makes sense that they're in Zack Snyder's hands. Because have you ever seen a shirtless picture of Zack Snyder? Dude's ripped. Dude's ripped. He's a big jacked Boston excellence motherfucker. He is doing this just for the technical flex. It's not much more complicated than that. He's not even doing this because he thinks it has universal appeal. He's doing it so that other film people, people who have a general understanding of film, will be like, oh man, that dude is not easy to pull focus for. Holy fuck. When he does cinematography, <laughs> he goes, he goes ham on it. You know, he's doing this as like a flex on people and also it wasn't so distracting for me to be honest i'm not in the same camp as everybody else i didn't find it that distracting it was interesting i understand why he did it and for some reason in my head it didn't like explode my experience with the movie again i, I want to emphasize this because i feel like i'm being very negative so far i do like the movie i do <laughs> like the movie i'm just naturally drawn to the things i don't like because again it feels like a wasted frustrating waste of potential one last thing. go ahead the reason the barry linden lens may work and this lens doesn't work is the barry linden lens helps you see in the dark this lens makes you blind all the time so yeah <laughs> every shot looks overexposed too i thought which is not great when you're you know what hold on i take that back that works they wanted to make it look like a sweltering Vegas desert thing. The, the overexposure, I think, works in that case. I take that back. I think I might have liked it more if it wasn't for the fact a lot of the movie was handheld, which probably made pulling focus even harder. Joe, <clears throat> I understand you're a big defender of it. Well, I wouldn't say big defender, but here, here, here's kind of my stance on it because I, I, I lean more towards Austin in this regard. As far as like how out of focus this movie is does it say anything about the movie hell no was it distracting to me hell no in fact i'll i'll even go a step further you had mentioned that Zack snyder did that like intentionally to give like a uh, a dream-like feel to the movie i feel that it works 
the visuals worked in the movie's favor because there's something about like how this movie looks that feels otherworldly. And when a horror movie feels otherworldly, that's like, that's perfect for like setting up some like genuine scares in movies. Like I'll, I'll even use an example of the movie. I'll, I'll even say the quote unquote scariest scene in the movie. None of, none of this really scared me because I'm just so desensitized to all of this, but the quote unquote scariest scene of this horror action movie was probably that first encounter with the zombie queen, AKA one of the best characters of the movie. It's true. And just that whole interaction felt so otherworldly. Cause it's like, you're also getting like all of this lore built up about what goes on in Vegas and stays in Vegas. Yeah. I went there and Zack Snyder probably would have too. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> You're off the bomb squad. Um, I am the bomb squad. <laughs> you have like all of this information set up for that like first encounter to happen. Yes. They're smarter. They're faster. They're organized. Straight out of your fucking nightmares. <laughs> and it's genuinely terrifying. And I think the visuals like help create like this very otherworldly experience as it's going on. And I think it, I, I think it's effective in that regard. In other cases, maybe not so much, but I wasn't distracted by it. By like, like, like a lot of people seem to really just rip on the movie for that and uh, the obvious music choices, but that's not the topic uh, that we're talking about. I think that's stupid more so than the visuals, but eh. I, I thought the obvious music choices were funny. They, they didn't bother <laughs> me. When the movie ended on zombie, me and my father started laughing hysterically. That, that's a Zack Snyder trope, so I just expect it with a Zack Snyder movie. I, I do want to push back slightly on something you said. You described this as a horror action movie, and, and here's my hot take. I don't think I'd call this a horror movie at all. What makes it horror beyond zombie? Probably the flesh-eating monsters. That's just zombie. Okay, what makes Nightmare on Elm Street horror besides Freddy? <laughs> well, a lot of things. It's the way the movie is shot, the use of shadows, just the general tone and vibe the, of the movie is the completely use of shadows and dark, like a very, very good scene that I guess, quote unquote, ripped off aliens. That's another big critique of this movie is that it rips know. off aliens. <laughs> it did not feel like a horror movie at all. It felt like pure action to me, um, which maybe I'm an idiot. To be fair, I am. Here, <laughs> I will kind of like help defend you a little bit here, Tanner. Oh, thank you. It does lean more towards action than it does horror. I will say that. There are definitely like horror scenes in this, like the scene where they're in like complete shadow with the hibernating zombies. And just, you know what? I I forgot about that scene. I'll give you that. I was wrong. All of the stuff (laughs) with, uh, when they take the, uh, the rapey, uh, border patrol guy, the, the zombies, all of that stuff with them, that's genuinely terrifying. So That's fair. Th- th- there I, are I, horror I, scenes in it, but it does lean more towards action. I guess it's because I was just thinking of the movie as a whole and I forgot about some of those individual scenes, because especially compared to Dawn of the Dead. Wow, I'm doing a lot of comparing back to that for some reason. Dawn of the Dead, I thought was more horror than action, but this one I feel like is way more action than horror. Tim, I want to say, as a someone who has shot hit films, a hit horror film like... The Walk Home, or other classics like Conspiracy 182. As a cinematographer, just I, I guess it's interesting to hear your perspective. What did you think of the depth of field stuff with the movie? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I appreciate some bokas here and there, but there, there are some moments where it's just a bit much. I remember there being a couple of uh, sequences where uh, one shot would have a character out of focus and then it would cut to the next angle where they would be in focus. And it was just like a weird, sharp, oh, now they're suddenly in focus thing that was odd to me. I didn't hate it, but I mean, it, it was kind of a hit and miss thing for me. I think in some places it worked and others it was a little odd. And I'm curious as to whether the focus thing made it easier or harder to digitally replace Crystalia with Tignataro. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> you know what? I, I wonder if it that oh god. Oh I didn't even think about that. That'd be like right, fuck he's too how do we where's the Gaussian blur? 
<laughs> they're they're like the oh, crew with fair. the military guy on the crew. How they suspect the whole time he's bad. They're just like, hey, this Chris D'Elia guy. I, I hear he's not completely on the level. Let's shoot this really fucking blurry, just in case. <laughs> just in case we need to fix it. As someone who doesn't really know all the details about the Chris D'Elia thing, I just genuinely don't like him as a person or a comedian. I kind of like Tignataro, so I'll take that trade. <laughs> you know what? He's not funny. Yeah, Chris D'Elia, uh, uh, so allegedly, allegedly, in case we get sued, I guess, allegedly groomed minors. Uh, which is bad and gross. Don't do it. The more you know. The more you know. Don't don't groom children. I'm glad you bring up this because this actually perfectly transitions to the next thing I want to talk about. This movie, and this is where I'm, I've been kind of a negative Nancy so far, and that's really unlike me because I'm usually the guy that defends everything, right? I, that's usually what I am. I'm the guy that loves movies more. Hold on, hold on. That I usually love <laughs> like. You know what I mean. You know what I'm trying to get at. I'm more. Yeah. For, I give out more five stars than anyone I know. Yes. Um, the surprise defender of Mortal Kombat after he was trying to get it off of the playlist. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get that off the schedule, and then I wound up liking it the most. I think. Tanner, did anyone tell you Dave Batista's character has a daughter, which officially makes him a dad? Yeah, dad this is rock, a, baby. This is a it's dad a dad movie. movie. Which I wonder if that was intentional on Snyder's part. He said, I, I hear Tanner really likes dads, so we're going to go in. <laughs> that, that's not what I was meaning, but you, you. I know what you're saying, Joe. I just wanted to. I, I'm, <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a dad movie, but more specifically, it's a dad and daughter movie. And considering what happened, I wonder if this was him like working, like, I, I wonder if this was a coping mechanism from him. I, I think at least in part it is. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's like that. I'm glad we're talking about the characters because, for better or worse, this movie is definitely an ensemble piece. Group of characters come together, Ocean's Eleven zombie style, come together and to do this goal. We have a bunch of different characters and a bunch of different backgrounds. There's a lot of characters with really different personalities, so I just want to tap into what were your guys' favorite character in the movie? Because I think that's fun to talk about. Joe, you briefly talked about it earlier, and you were you you thought, oh, we're all going to have the same answer, and I was like, no, we're not. So, we're, who is your favorite character, Joe? So I actually have a top five list. I'll read it off after I talk about my favorite character of the movie. I would say my favorite character of the entire movie is Tig Notaro's character. I think she just comes in and just steals the entire movie. She has like this very like quick wit about her. And also I would say that she's like the most uh, straightforward, blunt character in the entire movie because they introduced Tig Notaro in the movie and they're like, okay, what do you want? How much are you paying me? $2 million to wait a minute. $2 million? All right, I'm in. I love that shit. I love it when characters are like that. I love that trope. They brought this like much needed comedic energy to the movie, which I genuinely think benefited the movie because it gave not only Tignataro's character personality, but it, I guess it really made Tignataro stand out. I guess some people are complaining that they can notice the visual effects. Uh, when they were trying to... I, I did not notice it. I It was seamless for me. Here, here's my stance on that. I didn't even know about them replacing an actor with Tig Notaro until after I watched the movie. I'm and, shocked you missed that, but well, good so for you. I, I had heard about... Um, Chris Dahlia. Yeah, that asshole. I had heard about that. I genuinely thought that they just reshot the movie. <laughs> he, had a, he had another Justice League happen to him. It's like, fuck. Yeah, I thought they reshot the... No, they just put her it, into the scene, and it is seamless. It is all CGI, and I wasn't even thinking about it because, well, I wasn't even aware of it. There's Tig right there. She's completely CG in this shot. It helps that she is mostly away from everyone else most of the movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure when they found out, listen, I don't want to make right light of what Chris Delia did, but when they found out that someone in their cast was like a weird sex pest, do you think so, like one of the producers was like, oh, thank God it's that one? <laughs> it's the one that's easy to fix. I, I assume that they were just like, okay, thank, thank God it's somebody that wasn't in the movie that much, but oh, this is going to be a pain in the ass. Like some money hungry executive was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> rest of your top five, Joe. Uh, okay, so I will. Uh, I'll list off the rest of my uh, my top five. 
So my number two is Dave Bautista. I, I, I think he genuinely carries the movie. And I've also come to notice that that man has range. Oh, absolutely. He's pretty stoic throughout this, and he, he plays stoic really well. He's also a good dad in the movie. Please adopt me. Dad's rock. Um, Dad's rock, baby. So yeah, adopt I, me too. Adopt us both. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad that uh, we got to see Dave Bautista play a bit of a serious role in a big action movie. Uh, number three, Zombie Queen. Because, come on. That, that, that was probably the coolest zombie other than another zombie I'll talk about later in that whole movie. Number four, Coyote. I don't know. She was pretty cool. Number five, Zombie Tiger. Come on. Z- zombie, zombie Tiger! Zombie Tiger at least has to be in some in your top five because that is pretty cool. <laughs> and Zombie Tiger has like one of the, the biggest scare scenes of the movie. That is fair. Mr. Mr. Zweebs, if you will. Do you have a favorite character in the movie? Do you have a top five you want to rank? But if not, just favorite character overall, you think? The standout. Ooh. My my favorite character is definitely Dieter for, like, weird reasons. Because he's got some bullshit lines. Because 55-year-old Zack Snyder wrote this movie. So we have him saying, oh, you can't say Japanese and anything <laughs> like that. You can't, you can't say that to the Japanese guy. And, um, you know, he also doesn't know know how to shoot a gun. You know, what a bitch. But um, it's also funny because that actor had to be trained to not know how to use, uh, like, pretend that he doesn't know firearms really well because that actor does know how to shoot guns. But the reason I think Dieter is my favorite, honestly, is the scene when they first meet him and he talks about the origins of that safe. I was like, wow, I wish the world was full of more people like this. Plus, it's just so cool. Like, he has, like, almost a fine art background where he knows the cool, like, origins of things and the influences that lead to, like, big decisions, like how a safe is designed. It was cool the way that was written out. And I know it was just Snyder projecting his own knowledge onto that character. But let me say, Snyder, that was pretty fucking cool. And uh, also, another reason, they had to actually bring the brains guy with them to the scenario, which is rare for heist movies these days, because in a lot of heist movies, the brains guy is this remote person you doing magic hacking. And this one, he had to go and do challenges with them because he wasn't like a magic Linux person, which I thought was unique. And I'm in. I hacked the mainframe, boys. And uh, the other thing is... Just a single command line, hacked. My, my final thing is, I think Snyder likes Dieter because um, Dieter getting his own prequel movie called Army of Thieves coming out soon. Directed by the actor coming out later this year. Team Teeter! We're getting a prequel to this movie the same year the movie comes out. (laughs) What the fuck? It's like when we got Matrix 2 and 3 in the same year. That makes more sense. Those were sequels at least. Yeah, and they were also shot back to back, so... (laughs) Still crazy, though. These ones were just two separate productions. Tim, favorite character? Um, as far as just coolness, you got to go with Zombie Tiger. Zombie Tiger is <laughs> the man. And I, I would say, yeah, the, the character who, I guess, has the brings the most heart to the movie is definitely uh, Dave Bautista's character. But I, I also enjoyed Tig's character. She's just kind of a funny energy to the film. One thing I got to say real quick about Tignataro's character, that's the only time I've seen someone smoke a cigarillo in films, and it perfectly telegraphs she's going to take the job for $2 million because I've never (laughs) seen a person with money smoke a cigarillo. (laughs) (laughs) I love the part where she's like, all right, so obviously safe guy's most important. We can't let him die. But after that, it's me, right? (laughs) That killed me. <laughs> now, what about that executive guy? We should probably shoot him. <laughs> and you know what? She was right. She was right, yeah. My favorite character in the movie, Austin, my brother, you are not alone. My favorite character, here's my top five characters. Number one, Dieter. Number two, German guy. Number three, safe guy. Number four, lockpick guy. Number five, sexiest guy in the movie. It's all the same guy, baby. Oh, Dieter, baby! Yes. Dieter Nation! Dieter! Dude! Dieter! 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 No, but just to feel the Dieter! Tanner, I can hunt you through this webcam! Dieter, Dieter, pumpkin eater. (laughs) I love Dieter. He's fun, he's exciting, and the fact that he doesn't know how to kill zombies brings a different energy. That there's this guy who kind of, who's pathetic. 
Like, he's not pathetic, but, like, against a zombie, he's kind of pathetic. It's a different energy that I think the movie really needs because everyone else besides him is like, oh, I'm a badass. I have a cock that's five feet long. <laughs> you know, like, just overly confident in themselves. Dieter's like, you know what? I have a micro penis, and that's okay because I rock that shit. I know how to eat pussy, okay? That's who Dieter is. <laughs> Dieter fucking eats pussy like it's the main course of a fancy five-star restaurant meal. All right, Dieter is the coolest of them all. All right, for a couple reasons. One, because he's getting his own movie later, and I'm excited for that because I love Dieter too much. Two, one of the reasons Dieter specifically appealed to me is because you actually tapped onto this, the way he knows all the specific machinations of the history of the safe and everything. Dieter, to me, read as autistically coded. I'm not sure Snyder intended that, but I got it out of that. And as someone with autism, as I say every day of my life, I really love seeing someone who, I saw some of myself in Dieter. He's obviously way cooler than me, but you know, I really like seeing Dieter. I like someone who has like these special interests and are like, it's so critical to the plan succeeding. Cause like I said, if he dies, their initial plan is fucked. If they can't get into the safe, they're fucked. So the fact that a character like him, who's so important, is played by someone who is 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 played almost autistically meant a lot to me. And I thought it added a lot to the movie. Some of my other favorite characters, Batista's character, obviously you have to shout him out. I loved him. I loved Vanderhoven, I think his name was. He was the guy with the saw, which can set up a no payoff. They never fucking used that big ass saw, except they in I, the opening scene, I think. Yeah, the opening credits, you see it. But other than that, it's never used, which crazy, right? They put so much emphasis on it. They did. I, but I really loved his character, and I got really excited when it turned out he lived at the end, and then they lied to me. Um, <laughs> they just ripped my heart out. Because I was been happy ending, please. Happy it. Fuck you. Um, That's just a zombie movie thing, man. I don't... Listen, maybe zombie movies need a happy ending so they can get some innovation. Get Steve Jobs in there to make a zombie movie. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead kind of subverts it, but this is no Shaun of the Dead. I just wanted Shaun of the Dead 2. That's my secret. I just wanted Shaun of the Dead 2. They're just remaking Night of the Living Dead over and over and over. That's kind of how I feel. But Dave Batista, again, dad's rock. Loved him in the movie. And again, it was nice to see someone like him. Ana de la Regreta, who played Maria Cruz. I love seeing her in the movie because you know what? She's from Nacho Libre, one of my favorite comedies ever made. So just seeing that actress, Austin's like, I got to pull up a clip on Nacho Libre now. (laughs) (laughs) I love that actress. So it's cool to see her in this. Then after that, of course, Zombie Tiger, because it's the fucking Zombie Tiger. I mean, come the hell on, man. Uh, Number six will be Zombie Fetus. (laughs) (laughs) It's the, uh, the second movie that Zack Snyder directed that had a baby version of a zombie. I, I said this to Joe. My biggest takeaway from this movie is that the zombie king could still nut in his wife. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> nut of the dead. Damn. Sex joke Tanner on the Bomb Squad podcast. <laughs> this is new. <laughs> Speaking of sex jokes and jokes in general, this movie has a plot twist. And this is back to what I thought what was ultimately negative for the movie was me. The rich Japanese executive guy, Scorpion. Because that was the same guy that played Scorpion in the Mortal Kombat movie. Scorpion does not give a shit about the money. He wants zombie head. Like blowjob. No, he just wants a zombie head. So he could sell off and make zombie soldiers because that's a trope now. Oh, we need to get the thing that's dangerous so we can make soldiers. And like on one hand, that's a tire trope. On the other hand, the U.S. military would do this in real life. But for me, I am not this kind of person. Right? You guys know me. I am not the type of person to be like, erpa derpa derpa logic, right? I am not that guy. The plot twist, the movie falls apart under the weight of its own plot twist. It doesn't make sense. Because why not just hire a group of more shady militiamen to go inside and get your head? Why even go to the casino heist when you're greeted by the zombie queen? Kill her, get her head right then and there. The movie to me falls apart... And also, why go back to the casino after you got the head? Does it really matter if the rest of them live or die? I, I, I don't know. If you don't care about the money anyway, why go out of your way to make sure you don't get it? It's, I don't know. To me, this is what Snyder's biggest flaws of filmmakers. He goes too big. He overindulges himself in all of the wrong ways. You see a movie, a zombie movie set in Vegas, and you think nighttime, pretty flashy lights. It's going to be cool seeing zombies. whole movie takes place in the daytime. There's not a single shot of Vegas looking like Vegas. 
And just for me, I thought the logic of the twist, again, I still like the movie. And I'm not this, right, guys? Like, I'm not crazy. You know me. I am not the type of guy to harp on logic like this. Tanner's lying. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just I'm kidding. Not, you know, <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. For me, it's just, I, I, I hate to be this guy. I don't like it, but my brain won't stop being like, why, 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 why? Joe, please, for the love of God, make it positive again by saying why it didn't ruin the movie for you. Uh, it didn't ruin the movie for me because my brain wasn't working like Tanner's. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> put that put that on the Blu-ray uh, cover whenever that comes out. Um, no, uh, seriously, though, when it comes to that twist, I honestly just wasn't even really thinking about it to even care. It, it, it is a very, very cliche thing to do in, like, action movies like this. You know how much a whole head of one of these things is worth? To, uh, to kind of go to the movie that everybody is comparing this to, Aliens. That's a thing in Aliens. That's a thing in a lot of, like, sci-fi action movies slash horror action movies. It's like, the guy who uh, got everybody together actually wants this. He doesn't care about the people he's sending in. He just wants this. Which, that's generic. I don't care for it, but it honestly did not bother me. Because, again, I went into this expecting dumb, fun zombie action that's what i got the, the plot is pretty simple it, it, it's also a little generic i didn't care i respect that austin uh you again seem to like the movie so did the, i guess the twist just was like whatever for you yeah it, i'm the weirdo it, it was it was a series of dominoes that fell wrong because what uh tanaka and his bodyguard weren't expecting was that the mercenaries and the zombies weren't stupid the mercenaries caught on to the fact that he was shady so they were constantly trying to like make him not be shady by either like killing him or asking him what was going on and he pro- they probably figured we can take the zombie queen's head and like what are they going to do the worm they're going to thrive around on the floor we'll just fly out of there tanaka was trying to make it he was trying to provide incentive to the mercenaries with the $200 million. But really it was like when Dave Batista held the, held the brick of cash. That was like the microcosmic example of it. It's a rounding error compared to the zombie head that, that, that those millions of dollars that sorry, the two twenty million dollars that's a rounding error compared to how much the head is worth. There were like layers of it. And naturally the, he wasn't trying like from the onset, I bet the bodyguard wasn't trying to like, fuck them all over and kill them because he needs them to get out of there. But they forced him into a position where maybe his best chance of survival was just taking the helicopter pilot hostage because everybody else had seen him like kill someone or suspect him of doing some wrong shit. So it was just the plan didn't go as it was supposed to. Everyone was supposed to get out alive, but some bad things happened along the way where that couldn't be the plan anymore. And that's why his motivations changed at the end. I'll even defend Austin here real quick. The problem with that character specifically, he is just shady right from the beginning. But the way that that actor plays the character, the way that he's written, he just reads as shady. Like, like you couldn't be more obvious as to how shady this guy is unless you just put a T-shirt on the guy that says, I'm a shady motherfucker. Should have put a T-shirt on him that says, I fuck. Hello, fellow mercenaries. <laughs> Hello, fellow mercenaries. How do you do? Hey, Tim, what did you (laughs) think? Hey, Tim, so what did you... (laughs) The twist, did it bother you at all? Am I the weird crazy man here? Yeah, I mean, it was whatever. I mean, it didn't... Like Joe was kind of saying, it's it's just sort of a thing in a lot of sci-fi stuff like that where it's the trope of they're going to get the thing to make the soldiers or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it works for what it is, I guess. And you were kind of talking about how he's more weak compared to, like, the big soldier guys. And I would say that kind of plays into what I tend to like in zombie stuff, which is I'm, I'm not big on the, like, militia going up against the zombies. I like ragtag group of scrappers trying to survive with zombie stuff more often than not. So, I mean, it, it just kind of plays into what this movie is, is it's more of that militia type of movie. So it is naturally going to go bigger on that kind of stuff, I guess. Yeah, uh, that's fair. 
and you know what? Maybe I'm being too harsh on it. Maybe I'm not meeting Snyder halfway like I should be. And I, again, I am not the type of guy to be a logic thing, but the movie just immediately presents so many problems by having the twist to the point where I think cut an hour out, get rid of all these subplots, make it a simple in and out Ocean's Eleven zombie heist. And I think I would have liked it a lot more. I still like it. I just think I just see something that could have been really great and it's only okay. And that breaks my heart. I, I just wanted a little more. But alas. Now, we get into everyone's favorite section of the podcast. Tanner's Trivia Corner. Bum, bum, bum. I have some <laughs> trivia for you guys. I put this in the top of my list in case it didn't come up into the movie, but uh, Sean fucking Spicer's in this movie. Yeah. What the hell? What? <laughs> like, what? What? Yeah, Sean Spicer, Trump's former White House press secretary. His first one, the guy that I believe was like the most outwardly rageous, and now liberals like him, I guess. But whatever, he, I don't know. Melissa McCarthy played him on SNL. He's in the movie. He's the one that's like, yeah, the president thought it'd be cool to launch the nuke on the 4th of July, so we're doing it tonight. This marked a reversal of his earlier position that dropping the nuke on the 4th would be, quote, Really cool. Which, that was funny. Not going to lie. I, th- that was one when, of my favorite things. It's just how dumb that was. Um, that little bit. Like, this is so dumb, I cannot help but love it. And that's fair. What is this, a Daily Wire production? <laughs> Dave Bautista's stunt doubles. His name in the movie is Rob D. Groot. Groot. Like his co-star in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I, it was on IMDb. 32 out of 175 people found it interesting, so nobody really found it interesting. I found it funny. That is funny. The stunt work on this movie is fucking insane. Yes, the stunt work is great. I will praise the stunt work. A lot of it is practical. It's great. And the reason why a lot of it is practical is because, fun fact, this was originally started production as a Warner Brothers movie. Netflix took over in 2019 and it had a budget of up to $90 million, which at the time made it the most expensive Netflix production. At the time. The Irishman's budget is not official, but most people say that movie probably cost $300 million. <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, one of Netflix's most expensive productions. And for Snyder, this was a first for him. This is the first Zack Snyder movie to not be shot on film. This is his first digital movie. Yes. In the end, these cameras really turned out to be amazing, and, and I've had a, a really great time working with them. The only other exception are the nightmare epilogue in Zack Snyder cut because they couldn't get their hands on film because of COVID protocols. <laughs> so they shot that digitally. This is the first full movie shot on digital. And speaking of the Snyder cut, do you guys remember when they were breaking into the, the vault right next to the vault entrances? There were five boxes that had contained film reels on a metal shelf. Those were the reels of the Snyder Cut. I shit you not. <laughs> the Snyder Cut is on those film reels. I think I heard this somewhere. Oh, yeah, you have the Snyder Cut of Justice League over there. Which I think is hilarious. Speaking of DC movies, Dave Bautista actually turned down an offer to appear in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad coming out later this year so he could work on this movie. And I understand why he's going to be, the, he's pretty much the lead in this movie. I imagine he would have been more of a secondary character in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. But this brings me back to what, what I thought was mind-blowing when I was looking at the trivia. Production of this movie started all the way back in 2009 when Zack Snyder wrote the script. A lot of people were attached to direct it. Uh, Matthias Von Helgen Jr. was scheduled to helm the film at some point for fall 2013, but he dropped out in 2012. And the film was in development hell until 2018. But before Matthias Von Helgen Jr. was attached to direct it, Zack Snyder had a script ready in 2009, right? He didn't want to direct it. Warner Brothers then got deep in talks with another director to direct the movie instead. Talks fell through at the last minute, because instead of working on this movie, the director got an offer from Disney to make a movie called Guardians of the Galaxy. James Gunn almost directed this movie. James Gunn would have directed a Zack Snyder script in this movie. They were knees deep in talks. The only reason he dropped out was to work on Guardians. Joe, thoughts? Come on, give me something. <laughs> okay, so James Gunn's my favorite filmmaker. If I love the man. I don't know if the movie would have worked if he had directed it. Because, again, this feels very much more like a Zack Snyder movie than a James Gunn movie. But it would have been very interesting to see James Gunn tackle a Zack Snyder script. Yeah. 
That, that's all I will say, because, again, Dawn of the Dead, Zack Snyder-directed movie, James Gunn-written script. The tables would how, turn. How fucking wild. <laughs> I, I want to live in an alternate universe where he did not direct Guardians of the Galaxy, but instead directed Army of the Dead. I just want to see it. I want to see that version. <laughs> I want to see that version, too. But I am happy that the timeline that I'm currently living in has him directing those Guardians movies because those, those are the best comic book movies around. So We, we are yeah. in the best timeline, yes. But man, I want to just briefly visit that world. It's probably the same alternate universe where the Emperor's New Groove actually did become Empire of the Sun. <laughs> it's the same alternate universe. <laughs> it's the same timeline. But yeah, does anyone else have any brief thoughts about a James Gunn-directed Zack Snyder script? Because again, what? That's cool, right? Be neat. I think James Gunn works better when he's directing his own scripts, but that would have been interesting. In that case, does anyone else have any parting thoughts on Army of the Dead? Joe, I'll start with you. I mean, I've pretty much said all that I have to say about this movie. I really enjoyed it. I'm a sucker for zombie shit. So I had a fun time watching Zack Snyder using his clout and influence to make a balls-to-the-wall, dumb, fun zombie action movie. And I think I, I think people should see it if, if they're looking for a fun zombie movie to watch. Austin, any parting thoughts on Army of the Dead? I, I don't know why, when you're adapting a video game, people can't just make a movie like this. This movie felt the most like a video game I've ever seen a movie feel like, and it's not based off of a video game. It was really fun. I liked, um, one thing Snyder points out is all the details in the background, like the hanging paratrooper people. I liked how, like, his style of filmmaking is just throwing a bunch of visual Easter eggs in. That's kind of cute. Not everybody does that. It's like an Edgar Wright kind of thing. Overall, yeah, I found the movie to be two hours and 30 minutes of some very exciting and some generally inoffensive things with a lot of awesome gore shots. It's fun because we don't get zombie movies anymore. So it, it was uh, it was it was good for me. The cast members did great and it went down pretty easy, except the tone at the end was kind of dark, which didn't quite gel with me. Um, I'm happy to have Zack Snyder back because he's still, you know, one of the auteur filmmakers working on the scene today. Tim, parting thoughts. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was cool. It was not not my favorite movie of the year for sure. But I mean, it was it was fun. It was, I, I didn't go in with much expectation and I came out thinking that had some cool stuff, had some stuff that could have been better. Yeah. Tim, my thoughts more or less echo yours. I did enjoy the movie, but there was a lot, like I was saying, a lot I thought it could have been better. The story of Army of the Dead to me is the story of wasted potential. This movie could have been so much more than it is. But it does make me mildly interested in seeing the upcoming comic books and 30 other fucking billion prequel TV shows that Netflix has planned, I guess, because this is capitalism. Uh, I am interested to see more from the universe. I do think the lore of the zombies are quite interesting. I had a fun time, even though it was a little frustrating. If you're going to watch this, maybe you should put on the Netflix times two speed thing because God, again, it's no, a little long. It's a, you know what? Do it just to piss him off. Um, it is a little long. <laughs> I do wish it was shorter, but I do recommend it. It's a little short for a Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> yeah, you know what? After What the fuck am I saying? I watched a four-hour one earlier this year. I'm blessed <laughs> comparatively. Uh, but that one engaged me more. So anyway, I, I did really enjoy this, and I am glad. I thought it was an excellent return to form from Zack Snyder, someone who is a very good person, treats his cast and crew well, and considering all the stories we hear about shitty directors nowadays, it's nice to see a good guy just return and make a fun movie that a lot of people seem to love, and I am thankful for it. Hell and yeah. you know what else I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for you, the listener of this podcast or the watcher of this podcast if you're on YouTube. If you're listening to this, make sure you're following us on the platform of your choice and leave a review because it helps us get pushed more. And if you are watching it, thank you very much for watching. I want you to go down in the comments section. And first off, I just got some questions for you. What do you think of Dawn of the Dead? What do you think of Army of the Dead? Are you excited to see more from this universe? Comment below and let us know. And then while you're down there, make sure you hit that like button because that helps us a lot and I will love you for it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can see some of our videos in your inbox and make sure you hit that bell icon so you know the exact second we upload new shit. Thank you so very much for watching and I will see you next time. Peace, bitches. <laughs>